Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the 28th episode of Tender Loving Care question mark with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Every week Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the learning channel and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 shows that we will be studying well Kate firstly how are you and then secondly are you ready to head into our 28th episode I am great and I am so ready and so excited that we've made it this far I mean we have we should be very proud of ourselves um I hope everyone that's listening has enjoyed all 28 episodes we've put out and counting you know I was listening to um Kate and I are big big fans of uh, Bitch Sesh which is a podcast that covers Bravo with um Casey Rose Wilson and Diane Schneider um I was listening to them Kate and Kate and I had actually gone to a live show um in LA years ago now um they just did another one the other night which looked so good I'm really bummed I didn't go but fun it's huge right so listeners if you don't know it you've got to check it out I'm sure you do it's such an amazing podcast and they they are hilarious and fantastic um they're really really big I mean they're individually in their own right they're actresses and they're writers and directors and they're very successful women but um they started the podcast and it really, you know, now it's huge and they go on tours and they, uh, you know, have tons of merch and they do all that good stuff, tons of actual sponsors. Um, but Kate, what they said that I realized is they, they've been doing that podcast for seven years. Wow. And I just went, hang on, seven years so I'm thinking you and I are going to still be, God willing, doing this in 2029. <laughs> <laughs> On a much bigger scale, Pauline. We will be, I mean, Golden Road, our first gig will be so far in the past at that point. We will be worldwide tour, is what Kate and I have said, worldwide tour. And we've um, got the fans all around the world. <laughs> we have, we have the statistics do not lie. And Kate and I received... <laughs> A very, very lovely message today. Oh, this week, actually, from um, a darling listener. 
Um, I won't say their name, but thank you so much for DMing us who had the fantastic suggestion. They wanted to ask us um, if they could suggest maybe things for the Wheel of Shame or even certain episodes when we pull a show. And Kate and I were like, brilliant. So brilliant. Such a good idea. I don't know how we didn't think of this already, but it makes so much sense. What what do the what have the listeners seen that they want us to see and talk about? It makes so it, much sense. It does. So thank you so much for writing in and thank you so much for using the word fan. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you that lifted my spirit, my heart, and my joy for the rest of the week, I walked around Los Angeles thinking, hmm, you know what, Polly, you came from England, you wanted to be a movie star. Uh, That didn't happen. But you do now have a podcast with someone that used the word fan. So I've made it really. It's not nothing. It's far from it. Seriously, honestly, it is. So thank you so much for writing in. And yeah, guys, if you really, really like um, a show we're covering and you really think we have to cover certain episodes, just email us, um, uh, tenderloveandcarepotty at gmail.com or you can DM us um, on Instagram like that lovely person did. Um, Also, I just want to say, I hope the audio is okay right now. Kate and I started to record and I found out my mic doesn't work anymore so I do hope that this audio isn't too shitty apologies if it is a bit rough for you guys but I'll get it sorted by next episode um Kate before we go on there's something I do I'm gonna I'm gonna get into but before we do Kate and I both of us just want to let everybody know about our Patreon we want to do it at the beginning of the show because uh you know, people might turn off halfway through. So we talk a lot. <laughs> we talk a lot. So we want to make sure we get our plugs right in at the beginning. Um, yes, Kate and I have started a Patreon. So you can find us. Um, we are basically, uh, not basically, we are covering 90 Day Fiance UK every week, only exclusively on our Patreon. So it comes out um, on a Sunday. We watch it on a Sunday, record fresh, 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 immediately get it up Monday morning. You can listen to it going to work. And we talk about everything to do with 90 Day Fiance UK, which is a must. If you guys have not watched it, Get your asses on gear. Go and watch it. It is genius level. Kate, where can everybody find us on Patreon? Okay. Um, first, I also want to mention we did mm. release a the first episode for free on our feed. So if you want to try before you buy, you can do that. Mm. And then once you hear the hilarious and amazing mm. episode, mm. you can either uh, go to our Instagram, Tander, Tender hey, Loving okay. Care Pod is our handle and go to the link tree in our bio. You can find it there. Or if you just want to go directly to Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash tender loving care pod. That's how you find it. Excellent. Five bucks. Five bucks a month, guys. I mean, what is that? What is five bucks a month? I mean, you know, I was on uh, Sonia Morgan of Real Housewives of New York's uh, Instagram page as I am daily. And um, (laughs) she's, she's doing cameos for like $150 where I've had a cameo from Sonia. And was it amazing? Yeah. Did she, was it for my birthday and she forgot to say happy birthday in it? Yeah. Of course. But it was outstanding. And she was just relaxing in a chair and that was $150. So guys, <sighs> five bucks to listen to us talk even more shit about a fantastic show. Think about yeah. it. All right. Before we get in, okay. I am pulling up here. Bear with me a moment. I do have some news for yourself and the listeners. Kate is not aware, not aware about what's to come. No. I would like to read from a pre-prepared statement. Dear listeners, it is much to my shame and regret to announce that I have failed you. Last week, the wheel of shame called for Kate and I to watch Taken at Birth, in DC cupcakes. I watched neither. Before <laughs> the Sorry. before the backlash begins, I would like to explain the reasons for my behavior. As an emotional wreck this week, I could not take on taken at birth, dealing with stolen children and bereft mothers. Still, being an emotional wreck 
I realized I must push forth an attempt to watch DC Cupcakes and my app wouldn't work. So I would like to ask for your forgiveness and for your privacy during this difficult time. Thank you very much. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to say it. I Thank you for that very professional uh, public you. apology. Yeah. Thank you. I, I had to say something. So listeners, I, I did I did research. I'm going to say I have stuff to talk about. I did some research, but I didn't watch any of the shows I was supposed to watch this week. So I, I watched an uh, hour and a half of Stolen at or Taken at Birth. So an hour and a half. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got so, it. Okay. Of the three hours. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there was about uh, seven hours to watch. So you did an hour oh, and a half. Seven. Great. Okay, good. Oh, so okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. We're doing well. We're doing well. <laughs> but I think we persevere. So, Kate, why don't you take us in to the synopsis of the show that I didn't watch and you barely touched on? Sure. So this one, it's called, as we've mentioned, Taken at Birth. And this is how TLC describes it. Dr. Thomas Hicks illegally sold more than 200 babies from the back door of his Georgia, of course, it's Georgia clinic in the 1950s and 1960s. Investigator Jane Blasio works alongside Lisa Joyner and Chris Jacobs to uncover the truth about these black market adoption rings. I said, of course, it's Georgia because almost every show that we cover on this podcast takes place in Georgia. TLC. Correct. from georgia yeah i mean their headquarters must be there or they must own you know how like the scientologists own a complete area in florida right i think that tlc has taken over the majority of the state of georgia and it's just people it's just pas running everywhere around georgia looking for a next show just eating peaches and casting yeah. sweet tea yeah people yeah uh, so this was intense. Oh. This is a very big story that they are uncovering in this documentary. Um, I had never heard of this. Had you, the Hicks baby? I hadn't heard of him particularly, no. Okay, me neither. Yeah, uh, so there were three, there are three episodes of this mm-hmm. available mm-hmm. on the app. And... Um, I yeah I was watching it today and I was very into it I mean it was very interesting it was very interesting I mean uh, what I decided to do is Kate you watched it I watched I well no I read I got some stuff from a New York Times article I wanted to go highbrow if I had failed the listeners by not watching I wanted to go highbrow for the research so I got some stuff from New York Times article um and then I kind of just read really where it took place, what it was. I mean, I know that Jane Balasio, who kind of is the the source and the main um instigator for this for this documentary, I guess was it do- well mini series, I guess. Um, so she was adopted and she found out that she was one of these children that had been sold illegally in Mc- McKaysville, Georgia. And what I read, this Dr. Hicks sold as many as 200 babies from 1951 to 1965. Yeah. I, I just, I, Kate, I couldn't watch it. I, I honestly was like, I will, I will end up in Bellevue if I, if I, if I, if I watch this, it so, sounded so intense. How was it for you? I mean, you watched the first episode. What was it like? I thought they uh, handled it really well. It wasn't all doom and gloom, you know? Okay. Okay. It, it was, um, these, most of the people that were being featured, you know, were obviously in their like late forties, fifties, early fifties. And Mm -hmm. a lot of these people have gotten together because basically how this all started was Jane, as you were talking about, she was 19 years old and she was at her parents' house and she found this baby book and she noticed that, uh, you know, her and her sibling were in it and the date uh, underneath her photo was different than the date on her birth certificate by months. 
a, a six month difference or something. And um, so she was like asking her mama, like what the hell? And so Mm -hmm. then um, this prompted her of course, to start this investigation. So she, all she knew, all she was going with is that she was born in McKaysville, Georgia at this clinic run by someone named Dr. Hicks. That's all she knew. So she goes to Mc, as this young woman, she goes to McKaysville and she just starts asking questions, knocking on doors, asking all of these town folk, like, who is Dr. Hicks? What do you know about this clinic? And eventually she's in a retail shop downtown and she finds this guy who used to work as an ambulance driver okay. at the time. And he said, not here. Come to my house after dark. Oh, I was going to say on the veil of darkness. Mm-hmm. And I don't want anyone here to know that I'm talking about this, but come to my house and I'll tell you a little bit. And so he tells her, yeah, I was driving ambulance and I was aware that things were going on at that clinic. He's, you know, mothers are going there, um, that are desperate and in need of, uh, services. And, um, so then she ends up finding out that about 200 babies were born at this clinic in, uh, Georgia and all went to Akron, Ohio, Ohio. They all went to the same place in Ohio. Yeah. They all went to Ohio. What was his connection to Ohio? What was that just where he advertised? I mean, he must've had like someone in Ohio or something. Yeah. I think it was just like word of mouth. <laughs> I, I, that I'm uh, unclear on. There's going to be some things guys that I, I don't yeah. know the answer, but uh, so basically um, he was selling these babies for a thousand dollars to these um, oh. like, desperate women. And a lot of the women didn't know that he, what was interesting is these people that are investigating are talking to all of these women and, um, people involved and Mm -hmm. knew Dr. Hicks. And most of them don't seem to think that Dr. Hicks was a bad person at all. That's what I wanted to touch on. So I, from the article, which actually was great because it reviewed this entire series and it was from 1997 and it was written by uh, journalist Rick Bragg. And he went on uh, to kind of discuss the, uh, discuss Jane Blasio and discuss what was taking place. And I have a quote here that, that he wrote, quote, in McKaysville, it is no scandal. The way the townspeople see it, Dr. Hicks was saving the life of an innocent with each infant he sold on the black market. And he what he kind of discusses in his article is that the the entire like town kind of hailed him as a little bit of a hero. Mm hmm. And a lot of people would say, well, you know what? He saved me from, you know, the flu and influenza when I was a child and people were dying from it. He he did house calls. He was a fantastic doctor. He was a good man. But the, the man was telling women that their child had died in some cases. And in other cases, he was he was running an illegal um, abortion clinic. That was the first thing. Yeah. And he would have women come in that were desperate and looking for um, a ways to end a pregnancy. And he would say, keep the baby full term and I'll take it and I'll sell it. Or he would say, uh, my, my son really uh, wants to be a father and is unable to. Um, <gasps> so your child will have a good home. Just keep the baby um, and then he would induce labor a lot of times. What so oh. what she ends up finding out is that most of the babies were born at just a few pounds, three, four oh. pounds. And it uh ends up being that a lot of times he would induce labor really early on. And so these parents would be given a baby that like fits in the palm of their hands. Oh, <gasps> but then they didn't have the technology to keep these. I mean, I'm surprised some of these children survived. Well. Yeah, a lot of them did not. Didn't. We're going to have to put a trigger oh. warning on this episode. No, well, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, 
it's, it's dark it's, it's stuff. life it's, it's life yeah. and death i mean it's it's true crime it's and that is not something we actually cover on this podcast a lot true crime even though i would love to <laughs> this subject matter is so horrendous i'm glad i didn't watch it it, it it's so um unbelievable and so what i and i think a lot of uh, this mckaysville georgia these people were exposed to what he did and remained in support of this man and i was like well, what happened to him so i got that he died of leukemia in 1972 and he was 83 he survived to 83 but these children and i'm sure some another thing as well did any of these mothers must have passed on as well these poor young girls that were desperate or women that were just desperate who knows what happened to some of those women not surviving childbirth i mean unclear the chris so chris is this really great guy i thought who's um in the investigation and he just okay. i say great because he was just so um sensitive and okay. uh just a great interviewer and oh. um he he's doing a lot of the investigation he's talking to a lot of townsfolk here mm-hmm. and he um is talking to the mayor and this guy's like oh yeah dr hicks great doctor great doctor um and he's like well do you know if he was doing anything kind of like shady over there basically and the mayor's like oh well i know he was um you know doing abortions and that was illegal doesn't say anything about the adoption And then he's like, okay, Chris is like, okay, so if I want to talk to anyone in this town, do you have like a Mm -hmm. historian of some kind? Mm -hmm. Chris goes over to this woman's home, Doris Abernathy. Anything you want to hear about McKaysville, I'm your lady. She was delightful, actually. Okay. Okay. She was like 95 years old. Wow. And so he's interviewing her and she just knows everyone. I mean, she was friends with Dr. Hicks's daughter growing up. She lived next door to Dr. Hicks. Um, oh. in her in her middle age um and then they go to this old building that used to be a facility where these women would stay when they were getting procedures done or birthing or you know getting yeah. abortions and she said yeah i would have lunch with these women a lot of times and she said that if they were hell bent on getting the abortion he would perform it safely and she never heard of anyone dying but it's like well, of course would, she didn't hear of anything she, yeah so chris is kind of nodding like okay mm. and then um he kind of confronts doris and he's like well don't you think it's pretty immoral that he was basically erasing these children's family history mm-hmm. and they have no idea who their birth parents are and etc cetera, etc cetera. and she's like well no because that's just how it had to be done and she just doesn't yeah get it. just but you know i am glad that chris um was uh somewhat aggressive towards a 95 year old woman i mean (laughs) (laughs) i know i was i mean he was gentle about it but he was still like that's a choice don't you think he said it nicely but he was like don't you think that's a little you know and she's like yeah no no simply (laughs) nah not really (laughs) not really um not really not really uh so what else happens i mean Oh, the, okay. So it, it gets really interesting. Chris talks to, he tracks down, he finds out through Doris that Dr. Hicks's granddaughter okay. lives in town okay. and she's, you know, in her forties or something. And so he goes to talk to her and she's like really willing to chat about everything. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so she says everyone knew everyone knew what was he, he was doing. Yeah. She says, this is a town that a lot of people passed through. There was a lot of bad things going down, you know, oh. rapes, incest, this, what? That, like affairs. Like she talks about all this nefarious stuff happened in this town because I don't know why it's just people pass through a lot. And she goes, and my grandpa was like someone that everyone could count on to like get help and go to. And, and all this stuff. And um, so she thinks that the town just like really appreciated having him there. Um, and then we find out that Dr. Hicks would have a lot of affairs. Sure. And Here we go. Here we go. We find yeah. out that Dr. Hicks would have affairs with his housekeepers. Um, he had an affair with one of his housekeepers who then got pregnant and he was going to have her give the baby to his son because uh oh his son my. wanted a child but his dr hicks's wife said no and hang on um, the wife 
the wife knew that there was that he was having an affair and she was pregnant. Yeah. The it's, wife knew. I can't, all it's right. so messy. And so then all the children or all the um, Hicks babies, or not all of them, some of them start to question, am I Dr. Hicks's illegitimate child? Yeah. Because there's a lot of them have red hair, just like him. They look kind of like him and they haven't been able to contact their birth fathers. And so oh. then they just, so he's buried in a mausoleum and there, are, yeah. and there are rumors that there is, there are files in this mausoleum, Ooh. but no one's ever checked. And so the second episode, which I'm planning mm. on watching, um, they, they, they don't break a, in, they break into the mausoleum because his granddaughter, um, says, well, if anyone has a right to it, I do. She goes, no one knows where the key is, but let's just break in. Yes. So they they bust into his mausoleum and then they show a preview and they're like, well, the only the only way that we'll know if these are his children is if we do a DNA test. So they exhume his body to get a DNA sample. This is fantastic. (laughs) This is the type of content TLC should be pushing, not the infant deaths, but breaking into mausoleums, I am all for. Um, exhuming bodies, absolutely. And a little bit of true crime. I mean, Kate, it's it's ticking a lot of boxes, you know? So, there, yes, there, there are a lot of sad things in this documentary, but it, it was also kind of thrilling. Like, stuff like this wow. started going down and the infidelity. And the, I was like, whoa, this is a lot more than I thought I was getting into. Just, you know, all I can think of is because I, that money that he took from these people that were desperate to have children, right? Did he, you know, full well, he shoved that in his pocket, never thought about that infant again, never thought about that family. I I honestly can't. It, it's so horrendous. I think, um I'm glad he's rotting in that mausoleum and I'm glad they're exhuming his body. I mean, he is a, he was just, I mean, was there any, there's murder, there is uh, murder, manslaughter, there's infidelity. I mean, there's everything. This guy was human excrement, just disgusting. It's wild. And that's what they're trying to really uncover is who the fuck was this guy? And how did he get to this point of doing this awful thing? And then they start meeting everyone and everyone's like, no, he was great. He helped us all. And you're like, what? I mean, it was just crazy. And there's, uh, there's one lady that that's a part of it. Who's one of the Hicks babies, um, who's now middle-aged and she, uh, they interview her adopted adoptive mother and Mm. to get perspective on, you know, did you know what was going on? And, um, so her perspective is that she was working a modest factory job and, um, it, she actually was one that wasn't from Ohio. Uh, Mm. can't remember where it was just say Michigan or something. And the adoptive rules at that time were like, you couldn't have any debt at all. You had to have a really big amount of money saved. Right. Like it was really restrictive for her and her husband and they weren't able to have children. And one of her coworkers at the factory just like knew about her wanting a baby and put her name down on the list for this. And then she gets a call and they're like, we have a baby for you you to adopt here and just come get the baby. And she paid the thousand dollars and she's like, yeah, I thought it was like to cover costs at the hospital for the mom. And, um, you know, I, it is so dark. This is so it's dark. I don't even know what to say. I mean, his, so, I mean, the thing that the aspect that I would be really interested in watching, I know, uh, TLC has, uh, as you said, three episodes up and there are like, I think it was a 10 part series. I want to know his background. As you say, where did he come from? And it's not as if he just started doing all this horrendous thing, horrendous stuff when he, you know, became a doctor. I'm sure he was born and raised. Was he, do you know if he was born and raised in that McKaysville or he came there? I think so. Man, uh, God knows what else he was up to, Kate. 
God knows. I mean, you can imagine they show photos of him back in the day and he's just this like handsome doctor, Mm. just philanderer, you know, just, just sleeping with everyone and taking. Yeah. I'm telling you, there are some bodies buried under his house as well. I bet. I bet you he did some, I bet you there is man. So it it sounds like very, Oh, go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. That the granddaughter that's willing Mm -hmm. to bust open his mausoleum. We find, she tells us that actually she thinks she might be his daughter and not his granddaughter. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, did I yeah. say that? There's just, there's mm-hmm. like so many layers. It's wow. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Go on. Um, I was going to say that, uh, I mean, this really is, even though it, it, it's such a heavy matter, it's, it, it seems like an HBO documentary. Like this was an HBO documentary that came from a podcast, right? It was, it's one of those. That's what it would have been. But, yeah. um, it was definitely not the run of the mill stuff we get from TLC. No, I forgot no. that I was watching TLC. It yeah. was it was well done. It was. And this, I mean, well, from what I could tell it was. Um, but there are uh like last week or a couple of weeks ago when we had that teen mom high school, whatever, TLC, you see, if you dig enough in the archives, they are sprinkled in there between, you know, stuff about making playhouses, um, from in between that and like little people shows. You will find stuff that really hot. This was learning. This was the learning channel. This was actually something that you could learn from and that was educational and important. So, you know, didn't watch it, but out, you know, I rate this very highly. How highly? Five, five, five. Okay, yeah, that's about what I, I was going to say. Yeah, I want to do five, five, five. And the reason we, we rate this, guys, because um, we rate on a scale from zero to 600 pounds from TLC's most famous show, My 600 Pound Life. So we always like to give everything a little rating and we rate it not on was it amusing, uh, how much can we take the piss out of the people? It's on how much did we learn? And I mean, I didn't watch it, but I did learn 555 pounds. Yeah, I was going to say 575. Right. It was it was gripping. It was very good. It really was. I mean, this article as well from New York Times was was very, very thorough. Um, and it was very sad because it was talking, you know, Jane uh, Blasio, who was the center of all of this, it kind of ended with her, you know, she went there obviously, you know, to find her mother and to find her birth parents and she, she never did. And she would talk about how she imagined what her mother may have been. Uh, You know, she says it's when you don't know who they are, you romanticize. She was a writer. She was a beauty. She was a doctor. She was, you know, all these wonderful things. And that poor woman had to give up her child and God knows what happened to her. Oh, dark subject guys. The crazy thing with that too is I don't know if this was in the article, but Jane was contacted by someone who thought that they knew her who her birth mother is. And so for about 17 years, she thought that her birth mom was this woman named Kitty, um, oh. who had passed before she found this oh. out. Okay. But whose um husband was still alive and so she, for 17 years, was um, forming a really strong relationship with this man and oh. who she believed to be her um, siblings and things, and then <gasps> did the DNA test and found out, oh, I'm actually not related to these people at all. I mean, you know, she's been through a lot, that woman. Yeah. Once again, this just echoes why I will never do one of those DNA tests. You know, when they were so popular and everyone was giving it to you for Christmas, I yeah. said, no, no, no. And it's not because I'm like, oh, government's going to have my DNA. I mean, of course, they'd want to clone me multiple, multiple times. So there could be multiple, multiple, you know, hosts of a podcast like this. But um, no, it's not that I have some conspiracy about the government taking my DNA or whatever. It's I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know about shit that could have gone down who you're related to who you're not i'm good i'm good just i'll be in the dark on this one i'm okay a lot can come up so that's yeah yeah, that's that's the first thing they do now when these hicks babies are investigating they do the dna test Uh, then they go to social media then they go to this town and start asking around i mean it's like 
once they find out, she said almost all of them just do a deep dive and they just get lost in it. So yeah, it was a wild God, show. God knows what that town is like. What is that place? Maybe we should go there to do one of one of our tour stops. We'll go to Macaysville, Georgia. There we go. <laughs> and what will happen is we get there. And the whole, we'll do it in the town hall. Obviously, we'd have to do it in the town hall. Mm-hmm. And we would open the doors and all we'd see are pitchforks and just the flame coming from the torches. It would be unbelievable, Kate. I mean, if it tells you anything, half the people that they roll up to with the camera go, mm. who the fuck is that camera? Shut that shit down. Like half the people say that. It's oh. like, <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 we don't want anything bad. Yeah. We're just, we're just asking questions about like, uh people's parents i know it's maybe we won't go on tour then we'll do somewhere in georgia because as tlc said clearwater that's where it is clearwater in florida is the place that's owned by the scientologists like they have a whole town if you've ever listened to this we haven't seen it it is bizarre think of like a 1950s set if you ever watched like Erie, Indiana, God, that was such a good show. But anyway, like that 1950s, everything's perfect. They have a milkman coming around and it's like fake storefronts and stuff in Clearwater, Florida. And it's just all owned by Scientologists. And that's the only people that live there. And they named it that because like going clear. I, or is that unclear, just a coincidence? Uh, un- unclear. unclear. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But it's <laughs> um, it is it is spooky to see that town. But that's going off on a tangent. But anyway, check that out. Um, so okay. we rated that, guys. We did as best as we could. I know the wheel of shame is going to give us something else this week. But before we get onto that, we got a second show that I did watch. Um, why don't we take a quick break and then we will be right back with the second show. Hello everyone, I am popping in very quickly just to remind you of our new schedule. So first things first, we obviously have our Patreon. You can find the links to that in our link tree on our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Pod. It's $5 a month and every Monday you get an exclusive recording of Kate and I reviewing 90 Day Fiance UK. Then also on Monday on our original feed, we have a review of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, as well as on Tuesday you get our regular release that's all for now back to the show all right and we are back so let's go on to our second show we pulled dc cupcakes we knew it was coming kate whatever we knew it was coming ah synopsis for this dc cupcakes is an american reality television series that follows sisters and business partners sophie lamontaine and Catherine kalinas as they run georgetown cupcake a small cupcakery located in washington dc the series premiered on tlc on july 16th 2010 i could use that in my reel that was pretty good read that's what we got out of watching this is that for your reel yeah fantastic for my voiceover work anyone want to hire me voiceover work I'll, I'll be there and I'll, I'll, I'll half my rate at this point. Anyone that wants to hire me, I'll be there. Um, yeah. So Kate, you watched an episode, right? Yes. I decided I was going to watch the pilot episode because I right. figured I, I'm like, I'm not going to dedicate hours of my life to this. Cause I will never get that back. Sure. And I figured the first episode, they're going to introduce me to who these people are. Mm-hmm. I'll see that. I'll know. I'll know enough. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. Um, you know, it's two white ladies making cupcakes. <laughs> I, mean, I, it, I, I struggle with this and I struggle a lot because I haven't watched it. But um, I well, first of all, what I looked at is I had no idea, Kate, that this actually was only on for three seasons. Thankfully, I mean, three seasons too many, but it was on for three seasons from 2010 to 2013. I thought this was like like that buddy, Velasco, whatever, that guy. I yeah. thought they had been going for ages on TLC. I assumed that as well. And then I pulled it up and I was like, oh, three seasons. Hmm. Yeah. And I was not that surprised once I watched it. I mean, they're nice ladies, whatever, but they're just like sisters. They, so yeah, they lived or they worked in the corporate world and then decided that they both 
loved making cupcakes and they, they learned from their grandma and you know, what, just what you expect. And so they start this little business. They think it's just going to be a tiny little thing. And then it blows up. They have to make like thousands of cupcakes every day. Of course they have their signature swirl and people are waiting Ooh. in line an hour to get these cupcakes. Um, it, you know what it, it was, it was basically exactly like cake boss. Yeah. That's, that's the name of it. Cake boss. Yeah. yeah, It was, yeah, buddy it was yeah. the same. It was like, they were taking on last minute orders for charity. They were transporting giant cupcake things in cars, trying to fit it through the doors. I mean, it was the same thing. I mean, when this came, I do remember the sprinkles cupcake phase, which must've been this 2010 era, right? That's why they blew up. But I, first of all, don't like cupcakes, so I don't want to yeah. show about cupcakes. And remember, like the, the whole big, and I'm sure this is what the show was kind of about. They do these, they have these cupcakes and they have the sponge, which may be lovely, but on top of it, they do like four inches of um, icing or frosting or whatever you call it here. And it's, it's inedible to me. How could you just eat pure sugar? Like, trust me, I am not saying I am a clean eater. I love my crisps. I love my Snickers. I love some junky junk, but cupcakes is just, oh God, they're so unappetizing to me. It's not what I'm going for at the bakery. Oh, no, no. Uh, perhaps a pain au chocolat. Oh, très bien. But a cupcake, I'm not having a cupcake. And they, and I, but I remember sprinkles and it made me think, is sprinkles still around? I'm sure it's still around, but remember it was oh, like, yeah massive like that cupcake phase was huge cupcakes had i don't know about the world but america like the u.s in a chokehold in the in I the know. 2010s and yeah. i know in la there's the sprinkles cupcake vending machines vending. yep and i completely agree with you for me cupcakes are for four-year-olds just don't get it it's just like oh this that thick thick sugar and it's just pure sugar that you're eating it's it's so unappetizing yeah I just think of it Um, coating my teeth and yeah I know and you feel yourself getting a cavity as you eat it it's like that bad yeah um so I mean that's that's and that's the end of the show no before (laughs) we we, I kind of figured it was that so I did some research because my as I say I didn't watch it but I did some research and I have some research, Kate, an article that is current, as in seven days old, <gasps> current. Wow. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. I found on wtopnews.com, that's a Washington, D.C. Um, area news source, okay. unclear on how reliable it is, but um, this article is, for, is by Mike Murillo, and this was literally a week ago. Okay. What it goes on to describe is so these women started this cupcake place um georgetown cupcakes whatever in georgetown washington and now it's all over so i know they have one in beverly hills i've seen that i know they have some in new york so they have a ton of different places but this is their original one right on wednesday dc health inspectors forced the location to close because the business failed to renew its license which expired on november the 30th 2021 According to DC Health Records, inspectors came to the location for a routine inspection on July the 13th, and that inspection returned several safety violations, including the presence of mouse droppings on shelves and mold on a Bailey's Irish cream container. The business was also told its license was expired and needed to be renewed. Quote, DC Health returned on August the 10th, 2022 for a follow-up inspection and noted that some of the health violations had been addressed. However, they'd not renewed their business license, causing DC Health to close the establishment. So I don't know if they just have stopped Given a fuck. I don't know if they have just because this was their like this was their original place and they didn't even renew a business license and they have mouses shitting everywhere, mice shitting everywhere. So I'm I was really surprised to read that because I know there's one in Beverly Hills. I know there's one in New York because it was featured in Real Housewives in New York. So but I don't know that was ages ago, so I don't know if that's even still there. But I know the one in Beverly Hills because I drove by it recently. Um so unclear on what's going on with them 
I feel, I, don't like, know. I feel like Catherine and Sophie got their millions and like fucked off to Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe something like that, or I would even like to say <laughs> there was a big bust up between them, like a big bust up. But why would they have their, like the main, um, the original storefront get into such like a bad situation? It, it really doesn't make much sense. And that was only, that was this month. It doesn't. It. I, I wonder where they are living and kind of, because mm. it's management. I mean, they must have just left it in the hands of someone who wasn't paying attention to anything seemingly. And hmm. very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if like they moved to LA to like start the branch out there and yeah. then management kind of crumbled or it that's could be so weird. It's very odd, um, but that was some hot off the press news. Um, so it was very good timing. Um, so pounds are learning zero for me. Uh, I gave it two because mm. I learned that using apple cider vinegar instead of regular um, vinegar in your batter makes it fluffy. So that's good I did, to know. You I did, did learn. learn. I did learn. Yeah. Okay. You did. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So guys, I know this has been short and sweet, but we're going to take some time as we move now, as we swiftly, we glide from show to show and now we glide over to the wheel of shame all right so it's the best time of the day for everyone best time of the day for the podcast best time best just best time um okay so (laughs) just best it's just that everyone it's just the best not the worst the best the best so as you guys know we have all the shows on the wheel of shape. I take them off every week once we pull them. Um, I did do a little cleanup a couple of weeks ago. So I added some more stuff that have come up on TLC recently, added it in there, took some other ones off that were repetitive or whatever on there. So there's a lot that Kate and I are excited about. Uh, Kate, do you want to do you want to talk to me about something you'd like to see pulled today? I would really enjoy if we pulled, because I keep seeing it pop up on the app. Um, Mm. Did you put love off the grid on there? Kate, I think you are emotionally so invested in love off the grid because you mention it constantly. Don't worry. It's on there. Love off the grid is on there. And it does sound really, It's my Alaskan woman looking for love. It is. It is. It really is. And I just, I can't wait to hear your thoughts about it. I know. I'm excited about that. I'm Okay, so you want love off the grid. I'm presuming that's literally. Oh no, I did see that. I have seen the preview. I know what it. I know kind of. Yeah, that will be good. That will be good. Uh, anything else you'd kind of like? What's your vibe for today with the wheel? I want love, uh, and by love I mean like terrible relationships. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would like something. I'd like a fun food one. I wouldn't mind if it was mm. like a contest or something interesting that'd be fun so just something lighter than okay. what we had definitely definitely I want something like you know what I'm getting drawn to a little bit because we did touch on it and it's going to be massive nostalgia for when I first came to Los Angeles is LA Inc <gasps> hey I want to get to LA Inc right yes that'll be I good I want to see the transformation of Kat Von D from dating that Nazi supporter Jesse James to Steve-O to her I remember she got so like and once again Kate has met her I've met her and she was very very nice to both of us I believe Mm -hmm. we both had a really nice thing but in it I remember she was like you know she's sober now and she's been sober for a long time but then she was like hot drinking like jack out the bottle I'm in Hollywood like it was and it's I'm just so excited to see I don't know why it's because it's going to bring back a ton of memories for you that 2008 2009 like look and like music I'm kind of yeah there's gonna be that's gonna be really fun for us to talk about how are there a bunch of there's a lot of seasons that's the only thing if we pull that yeah there is a ton we're gonna have to be selective I would like you know well we'll we'll think I think probably because she goes through such a transformation in that I don't know the shop is completely gone on La Brea where it was and it's been gone for a really long for quite a few years I think before COVID I think um I I she went through the transformation of like starting it all and then seeing her success grow and grow and grow when it was like getting crazy and then she changed a lot with like 
they they then got to a season where they'd have like people coming in and working there but you know they were like hired actors like they're working front front desk and stuff I don't know and she was a complete bitch to this girl I just remember that scene and I'm like okay it's I'm like Vander- it's like Vanderpump rules but like oh but like uh good. you know very good style yeah that's true. So I'm looking, I wouldn't mind that. I'm also, uh, I think I wouldn't mind something like a, I love a mama's boy. Uh, it would be really frustrating, but it would be really, I think that would be good. Um, I also mm-hmm. want to see my starring role in Sex Sent Me to the ER, oh. which for new listeners, I was a star of. And when I say star, I mean, I was background in one of the scenes. So well, that would be that would be great. Then. Oh, hang on. There's one here called Strange Love. Oh, that's going to be good. OK. OK. Hang on. There's one here that's just called Why While You Were Out. Oh, what? what is that? While you were out, I got plastic yes. surgery on my face. <laughs> Seriously, I've been sleeping with your brother. It'll be something like that. It'll be really good. Um, you know, I I got a feeling though. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. So we have seven ninety days in here. Yeah. Um, one of those is going to get pulled, Kate. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Let's get into it. Let's do our first spin. We're heading over to the Wheel of Shame and we are spinning. Oh, and of course, Alaska women looking for love. Always. We know. know. Oh, and addicted to marriage would be really good. Okay, what have we got? What have we got? We have... (laughs) Um, It's just called Four Weddings. Uh... Now, I'm hoping I'm not getting depressed straight away. I'm going to pause my depression because... This may be like someone, fingers crossed, is getting married for the fourth time. Oh, you said four. I thought you said fall because of your accent. Oh, no, four. <laughs> yes, one, two, three, four. Okay. Four. <laughs> um, four weddings. So I'm hoping it's someone that's been married a ton of times, but I fear that it's going to be about four different couples getting married. Do you want to look, Kate, and see if it's available? Yeah, let me see. Because what we always have to do, listeners, every week is because some of these things are so old, they just and they just get scrubbed from the TLC app um, very regularly. We sometimes have things on the wheel of shame and then we can't find them anywhere. So we usually go to Discovery Plus, TLC Go, and even youtube amazon prime i mean we do the legwork um so we just gotta yeah it's available on discovery plus and there's 10 seasons there's 10 seasons yeah of four does that just mean that they cover four weddings an episode maybe we shouldn't say too much but yeah it's available then yeah it's available uh, okay, so we have a wedding show. I'm not going. Look, it, there may be something in it. It may be. I'll just say it's 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 not just people trying on wedding dresses and deciding which one they want. It's it's got a okay. twist. It's different. I'll just say. Okay, well that's all right then. Okay, great. So we're going to do four weddings, and I'm going to write it down because without fail, every week I, I text Kate and say, "What were the two shows we picked?" I can <laughs> There's something wrong. I can never remember it. Okay, so we're doing four weddings, and let's get our next one. Let's remove it from the wheel of shame the next one oh come on i'm gonna spin in a second i just want to send some vibes out there for alaska women looking for love we would we'd like that we've got a wedding no baby no baby no, no baby baby and spin okay come on give us a uh-oh what is it? I don't think this will be on. I'm hoping. <laughs> Amy and Dylan married one year. I don't even, I think these are like people from Big Little, well, I don't know where these, who these people even are. Amy and Dylan married one year. What? I feel as Amy and Dylan, is it from Big People Little World? Is it from... Um, or big no little people big what I don't know what it's called. Is it from I'm trying they're not 
oh, they're not people. This may be scrubbed. I think these are two people that were on that, um, the Duggars. I think they're the, they're part of the Duggars. So that should have been completely um, taken off TLC. I can't find it. So I think it is. It is. Yeah. I think they were people that were part of the Duggar family. Ew. I yeah. Talk about yeah, that. exactly. So let's remove that straight away. So we have another go. All right. All come right. On, let's, so we've got four weddings and we are and spinning again. <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. Spinning. It's nearly finished. Nearly there. We've got nearly there. Nearly there. Nearly there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, thank you. Wasn't anything we suggested, but what I'd been looking for. Kate, our second show for next week, my pregnant husband. Yes. All right. Great. I'm okay with that, Kate. Oh, but you know what? We've got a wet this wedding and baby. I just realized that. It is. We did get baby. baby. Yeah, we did get baby. Okay. But at least this one has a twist. So if we just want to make sure that my pregnant husband is definitely there, we will then have our two shows because I had seen this one. And I was thinking, all right, I kind of know what this is about. Yes, uh, TLC Go has this. It's a, it's just one forty-two minute long. Oh, dream! Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, guys, we have weddings and babies next week, but I do think they are going to be much more interesting than stuff we've covered before. I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, I have a feeling, Kate, there are going to be a lot of people on that four weddings that we're going to be able to take the piss out of. And that's all we want with Guaranteed. TLC shows. Mm. From what I saw of my cursory glance, great. definitely going to be able to take the piss. Great, great, great. All right, guys. So that's our show for the week. I know it's been a little bit shorter, but uh, that's what happens when we get shit shows. So um, we've already kind of plugged, plugged our Patreon. <laughs> We've sure plugged our Patreon. Um, and then Instagram, TikTok, Tender Loving Care Pod, Twitter, TLC Poddy. Email us, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Personal plugs, as always, I kind of have the same thing. I want to plug my Etsy. My Etsy is called A Brit in the Sun, B R I T in the Sun. You can go to my Instagram, A Brit in the Sun. I have a started up with a ton of Real Housewives um, gear, merch. I've got candles, bags, hoodies, shirts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, BravoCon's coming, guys. It is coming. Well, not to Kate and I, because mm. we, can't aff- we can't afford 10 grand to go to York and go not and see Andy year. Cohen. Next not year. this year. <laughs> Next year, with all the Patreon money rolling in, we'll be there, guys. We'll and we'll there. cover that for yes. you. <laughs> oh, that would be a dream. Yeah, we will. Co- that will be agents in the field at BravoCon. We will be reporting live from BravoCon. Yes, that would be great. Um, so yes, you can go on and get all your BravoCon con merch. You're heading there. You know that you need your Sonia's intern t-shirts you know you need your andy put me on pause badges go and grab your stuff from my etsy it is a brit in the sun you can find me on instagram a brit in the sun kate what would you like to plug any plug 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 i'd like to plug my etsy shop it's called kate marie art co um i have i've been putting a lot of uh lgbtq plus pride things as your favorite bisexual podcast host i have to provide and so um lots of fun things like that uh drag race fan type things um and also just yeah pop culture things that i'm into i just finished making a print of um real housewives ultimate girls trip uh, you know, the scene where um, Brandy and Phaedra are laughing oh, yeah. at the bartender because oh. they re- <laughs> yes, because they realize that Dorinda is only five years older than Brandy. It's a dream. I didn't I did a uh, <laughs> an illustration of that whole scene oh. and uh, that will be available as a print. So things like that. Uh, go ahead and check that out. Kate Marie Art Co. You must, as I always say, get something great shop get something from my shop equal equal rights for kate shop and my shop all right so we are finished so guys you have your two shows for next week i do think they're going to be good i think we're going to be we're going to move on to a brighter i think we're going to have a ton of people to take the piss out of and probably terrible wedding dresses as well to take the piss out of and terrible wedding themes i'm sure there's going to be terrible wedding themes which will be great sure um 
All right, so everyone, have a fantastic, fantastic week. Thank you so much um, for listening to us. And remember, just the best thing you could do is give us five stars uh, rating. Go into the show notes as well, because we have all of our links and all of the good stuff there. Go in there and um, join our Patreon, please, so we can make it to BravoCon next year. Uh, Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.